This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by The Red Room. Hey, you've heard of Wretched. We've talked about Wretched and some other Wretched properties on the show. Bert, we like Miguel and Sylvia, the authors that pen Wretched and all of the other Red Room properties, right? Absolutely. I mean, we had a great time. It was something we were really interested in yeah, and excited it's, about. It's really good stuff, but you know, they were banned from drive through RPGs, so... Uh, necessity is the mother of invention, and we are encouraging everybody to visit them at their website, which is The Red Room, only backwards, M-O-O-R-D-E-R-E-H-T dot com, TheRedRoomBackwards.com, where you can pick up all of their properties, or, or they have a really cool new feature, Bert, from anywhere as low as $1 up through 20 bucks. They're offering a subscription that unlocks bits and pieces or all of their library. So definitely check it out. M-O-O-R-D-E-R-E-H-T dot com. Visit our friends at The Red Room. They support us, so you should go and support them. It's definitely worth a look. Go to their website, check out their subscriptions, buy a book, support Miguel and Sylvia and enjoy their work at your table. Now, on with the show. Another week, another week. Uh, my name is Ryan David. Thank you for tuning in to Nerd Cognito. I'm joined, as always, by Bert. Hey, Bert. Hey, Ryan, how's it going this week? You can't hear? You can't hear? It's another week, and I still sound like a bad eight-track man. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. You, you sound like you chugged a quart of whiskey for dinner. And and I don't even have the fun effects of it. No, I just, I, I can't reclaim my voice for whatever reason. But that doesn't stop me. I'll just be slurping in the audience's ear again. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, shit. How was your week, Bert? That was good. You know, I had uh, three days of gaming this week. Work wasn't too tough. I'm, I'll take it as a win. Hey, you know, I had a pretty decent week, too. Uh, the end of the week definitely ended on a positive note as compared to the, the front end of the week. A uh, little bit of gaming. We were able to blow the dust off of one of the games that was sitting on the shelf of shame. And we're going to talk about that on the flip side of the news. Uh, what else? Uh, things are still quiet in the general nerdosphere no sabers rattling no angst no sparkle troll moments on twitter what the hell's going on bert i'm not sure and uh, wizards hasn't done anything stupid this week i'm really confused as uh, far as uh, what's going uh, on right now uh, <laughs> it's not a segment but kyle <laughs> kyle's still doing the kyle thing oh well yeah i mean I meant anything new stupid. No, no, and, and you know, it's just more regurgitation of the same stupid. Um, yeah, um, no, very quiet and peaceful week in the nerd kingdom. So I, I'm going to take it because there will come a time where all of that goes and the sky comes falling and, you know, we'll have another OSR roundtable and have to rally the troops and pull everyone from the four corners. And I kind of like <laughs> when we don't have to do that, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, make hay while the sun shines, right? That's exactly it. And hey, you know, to help me out, yeah, because it's all about me, right? <laughs> um, not to help me out, but we, we have a special guest sitting in with us tonight. Um our dear friend, Immortal Rising. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Aaron, what's going on? Welcome to Nerd Cognito. Everything's going real good. Thanks for having me on. No, oh, we're always happy to have a friend on. Um, how's your week going, my friend? Uh, pretty intense. Uh, I'm working a lot of overtime right now <sighs> in anticipation for launching the comic. So I, uh, I'm trying to squeeze in all the overtime I can now. And then I'm going to try to rest and focus on, on promotion. So I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's literally wretched, huh? <laughs> a little yeah. pun on our sponsor for this week. But um, <laughs> I, I know that I, I have a launch that's right now tentatively scheduled for fourth quarter this year. Yeah. And it's already, yeah. you know, 
it's intimidating, man. There's a, all the promotion, getting everything yeah. in line with your your funding. It's rough. Um, yeah. Well, well, I'm just I'm looking up at my calendar right now, and like I'm trying to fill in every date in in March or uh, in April. Oof. So, yeah. Oof. Well, at least at least one show a day is what I tell myself. At least one. You got to do one at least. <laughs> uh, and you know, the one thing that's that's curious about our little corner of the hobby is uh, mm-hmm. everyone is kind of like an island, and the you know we take a lot of shit in in sort of yeah. the the OSR and OSR adjacent land. Yes, but we're not really good at group promotion. And that's that's the one thing that the other areas do very well. I mean, I look, agree. Look at Shadow Dark, right? Darkity dark, 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 yeah. dark. And uh, we don't do as well. I was talking to uh, Jim Despero um, on yeah. the Weekend Geek, and you know, he really wants to sort of head up this this coalition, uh, so to speak, for for our end of the hobby, and it's it's needed. So uh, I'm all for it. Yes. Well, I want to uh, offer, you know, p- uh, my services as well. So if anybody's developing a game, a, f- a fantasy novel, or even sci-fi, uh, or a comic book, just come on my YouTube. I interview guys like you. Uh, I want to give you as much opportunity and voice as you can so that somebody, you know, will just, they'll, they'll discover you. You'll be like, whoa, cool. Well, so um, come yeah, later come this year, I'll, I'll I'll be hitting you up for auras. <laughs> so yep. that's, that's um, for everybody in your audience as well, because I know um, there's a wide variety of people that listen to the show. So uh, anybody that if you're an indie creator and you want some you know some time to uh, pitch your book, come on the show. We'll, we'll we'll work it out. Hit me up on Twitter. You find me at Immortal Rising One. Yeah, it, it's not very hard. <laughs> that, no, and and everybody out there definitely take advantage of that. Um, oh, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, so. we need. We just really need to get better at that in our in our little segments. So whether you're sure. a board game developer, uh, whether you're in the comic line like Immortal, whether you're you know looking at a, a supplement, or if you're crazy like me and doing an entire new system. Yeah. Uh, just talk about it because the yeah. the one thing we do is we we have to support each other all the time hey speaking yeah, of support tell us about the comic man oh uh, the comic well all right all right so i i need to take this time to practice my pitch right <laughs> that's so, fine uh, right, right let right. me figure out um do you like castlevania and final fantasy yes birds yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. So if you like those uh consider uh immortal rising uh, a bit of a combination of the two uh, it is a uh, it's a team book, so there's uh, it's like the five man band trope. Uh, you have a, a small group of adventurers who are thrust together through fate, and uh, they are put on a world that is ruled by um, the minions of Dracula. In Dracula, well, I guess it, we'll get into that. Yeah, the minions of Dracula. Don't don't stop me. But uh, on top of that, uh, there is a bigger story that is an invasion. So there is a battle of the gods that's going on. And our group, the five-man group, uh, we see it from, like, the first level view. Well, I also have uh, – that that story is, thir- like, 34 pages. Well, I also have a 10-page story where it uh, shows what the gods are doing. Uh, like, the gods themselves, the real battle, I suppose, is the god battle that's going on. And you see it trickle through um, to the first levels like in the in the the survival of this war that they have to they you know rely on each other to get through so now of course the group doesn't get along right away they're all strangers like nobody knows anybody right and they come from different backgrounds you know we've got uh the main character uh we see the main story through uh drake hardy he is a uh ranger elf he's you know young he's just completing the academy, you know, becoming an actual ranger. So fresh first level kind of guy. Uh, and um, we also have uh, a couple of twin, they're twin elven princes. Uh, so like they're kind of, you know, snotty, uh, classist, a little racist, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and he, he has to babysit them, he feels at first and stuff like that. There's also a uh, Arab cleric. Uh, you know, fighting, he's, uh, you know, fighting against the undead and everything. He's devoted his life to it. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's a super fun story. Um, 
I, I can't wait because the way I wrote it is the first one is just the introductory. And I try not to just throw up a bunch of ex, you know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, um, give me a second. I'm trying to think of, trying to think of the term, the, all of the setting and everything. I'm, I'm not trying to cram it down your throat and, no, you got to trickle that out, man. That's what keeps us right. going, especially in comics. And I, I have a beef, right? I've always been a DC guy, right? And yeah. DC is trying to shove the kitchen sink at me in five five issues. And, and right. I, 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 I don't want that. I want to invest in the minutia because that's the beauty of a comic, right? Yes, yes. So, I, no, well, I, I hear so, you. Uh, I, I don't want to cram too much exposition, but at the same time, um, I tried to clip it pretty good, you know, like, cause it is the first issue. There's a lot to learn about the setting and what's going on. But, um, the fun, the real fun is just seeing this group come together and learn to survive together. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of the main arc of the first three is them learning to work together and trust each other and rely on each other. So, uh, it's really fun. And then and then on the other side, we have the story of the gods and what this evil force is and why this crazy invasion has happened to, you know, this world that's already under the um, boot of uh, Dracula minions, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's super fun. It's great. And then it's all topped off with the professional art of Jose Garcia. The art is amazing. I wish um, that I could show you guys. Uh, the colors, it's not like your usual fantasy comic book. It's, um, there's, there's a lot of, um, just unique design, uh, oh, unique I, dark. I've seen some of the stuff that you've, uh, you've trickled out and you know, the stuff that's on the preview for Indiegogo, it, it's a different, uh, you're right. It's a different color approach than yep. what you would think when you're thinking of like a dark comic. It, 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 yeah. This is well, like. It's most, you think of it like a fantasy story or a comic or something like that. You're going to think of uh, a lot of um, soft colors, you know, and, and settings and things like that. Like, you know, Hildebrand or something. Uh, this is a little bit different. It's much more uh, dark. There's a lot of purples and pinks and dark blues. Um, because a lot of it, about half of it takes place at night. But uh, it really sets the mood. I mean, Jose, he's done... Uh, work for like Netflix and uh, I don't know, I think Disney, like a whole bunch of uh, animation studios. So uh, like his angles are dynamic uh, and his style is, is kind of, it's, it's manga or anime-ish. So it's not your, you know, uh, necessarily traditional fantasy art either. But but so. ish is is the key thing too, right? Yeah. I, I picked this yeah. up and well, not picking it up. I scroll through it and I sure. see, you know, there's definitely that influence, but it's not strictly an anime feel, which which yeah. I think suits the the subject matter. So yeah. You know, Jose's stuff looks looks great. You know, I wish yeah. that there were more panels to see, like you said, because right. it's 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 something else. You guys are launching on Indiegogo, right? Yes, uh, for now. Well, actually, I there's a new um, crowdfunding site called uh, Fund My Comic. They also uh, it's not just comics; they also do books and games. On Indiegogo, they've been shadow banning people based on their affiliations. No, that never happens, right. says the guy that randomly got kicked off of Twitter for five months and then got an email saying, hey, come on back. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So that they've been stifling uh, campaigns uh, of certain groups uh, of indie creators. And so this guy, uh, or this group, I should say, there's like three or four of them, they, they put in all this investment capital and uh, they've established Fund My Comic. Uh, I'll be putting mine on there. If I hadn't already started on Indiegogo, I, I would have started on Fund My Comic and I'll probably be doing at least number two on, on there as well. Once uh, your campaign hits, what, what's your launch day? Uh, April 3rd. Shoot so. me, just because with my silly MS swiss cheese memory shoot sure. me a dm the day before you launch and also right. send it to the ladies that run the nerd cognito twitter account um okay. and we will make sure to uh at least point people in your direction that week because you know we got 
effectively three weeks out, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yep. we don't want want this to fall off the radar because it looks so awesome. It, it yeah. really does. Yeah. And I really think this is going to be something that uh, is going to find a really good niche audience. And um, I really hope that I can find a good core fan base because, like, there's a lot of content here. You know, this is all based uh, loosely on 20 or 30 years of D&D. <laughs> it has a lot of things figured out. You're not going to see loose ends. You know, like I, I already know how all, all of this ends. <laughs> so, yeah. Bert, don't you think that, that the Nerd Cognito Nation is going to love this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Looking over it, I know you describe it on the Indiegogo as a an epic high fantasy, but I can see there's some classic horror elements here in the artwork. There's some dynamic action, you know, that yeah. you... Like, it's not... When you think high fantasy, a lot of times you'll think something that's more boring and cerebral, where this is more, like, visceral, and you've right. got that, those horror touchstones yep. and things like that. Like, this... Uh, you know, the, the dark castle in front of the blood moon is one of the yes. panels that's showing. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, influence from Castlevania, for sure. Well, definitely, definitely cool. Check it out. They the Like I said, the preview page is up on Indiegogo right now. Just search for yeah. Immortal Rising. And yeah. definitely uh, throw Immortal a follow at Immortal Rising 1. Do Immortal Rising comic book. It's an easier search. And make sure to go to uh, Coming Soon or Launching Soon or whatever it is. Uh, and then it'll narrow it down. Otherwise, it'll give you all kinds of crazy. <laughs> well, options. we heard it yeah. from from the horse's mouth. So yeah. uh, check it out for sure. I will. I will say one last thing. I am uh, doing an early bird special. So uh, if you get in, uh, I, I'm not sure how long I'm going to extend it. Probably if you if you order the first week that the campaign is launched, there'll be a, an exclusive card. Uh, it will be a limited uh, thing for this campaign or for you know launching it. So, well, you heard it here first. Get in on the ground level. Uh, what's the, the? I guess we'll call it the common pledge amount going to be. Well, the book it will be uh, twenty. There you go, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and you know, check it out. That, that gives you the digital version as well as uh, the physical book. So, Sweet. well, you got to have the with the comic. I, I've tried, I've tried, and you may disagree with me. I can't, I can't do digital comics, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like holding it. Uh, you know, I I, I buy these uh, in the community. I buy the community books too, and I never read the digital versions. I always want the physical. So, and included on this, uh, it, you can't see it in the pre-launch stuff, but uh, I'll be there's uh, two sets of four cards. So if you get on the early bird and you get the two sets of cards, you'll have a full sheet of trading cards. It'll be nine complete. So, and that, that's the, that's kind of where if you're a collector, that, that's what you're going to want to do. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Indeed. Bert, any final thoughts for Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested. To, I hope, I hope the launch goes well, obviously I'll be interested to see. I know you said this is uh there's a lot of content here. So the, are you expecting this to be uh, like an ongoing series? Are you looking at doing like, uh, you know, like static, like individual product releases, yeah. or are you hoping to do something like ongoing with like a, a subscription service or a, yeah. a long-term plan? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, actually, I'm not going to do this, the subscription. That's not really, I haven't considered that very much. Uh, maybe I should, but uh, I have issue number two already done of uh, both stories, the the main story and the gods, the side story. Uh, so issue two is done. It just needs minor uh, edits and stuff. So uh, what I want to do is I want to take this in per, um, perpetuity. So I've got roughly 20 issues written. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this story could, uh, with this group uh, loosely, because not everybody survives, but um, uh, this group is about 20 issues of 34 pages a piece at least. So yeah, it's uh I'd like it to be continuing. That'd be great. We'll see what the market says. But uh this is really to one get the name out there and uh establish uh, the 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 brand and uh maybe drum up some extra books that I could sell at cons as well as cards and stuff. And then um but the main thing is any profit, any cash that I get out of it, I'm putting it straight into issue three. Like I said, two is, is you know, 99% done. So, um, yeah, this will be, I would like this to be continual uh, to where I'm launching two a year. 
the vortex of the creator. Everything that we get goes right back into right our products. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. well, you know, that's that's not news to anybody that's... Uh, oh, we still have a guest, Bert. <laughs> I know, I know. But you had to say news, and now it starts. <laughs> Uh, see, so, so, so here, here, here's the gimmick, and I guess it, it carries over. I, I, at some point, usually somewhere between the 15 and 25 minute mark, <laughs> yeah. I say the word news, and then the music comes on, and then we have to be tortured with the news of the week from the nerd world. So, uh, Aaron, you're welcome to sit in on the news. Uh, I guess you don't have a choice because you were here for the music. So most people <laughs> get the hell out first. But uh, I gotta go. No, but, no but, I'm definitely I'm down. Let's talk about it. You're, you're stuck. Uh, hey, speaking of Castlevania, uh, I don't know if you played Aaron. I know I talked about it with Bert, and I played it pretty heavy. Uh, little indie yep. game called Monster Sanctuary, which was a side scroller slash. Uh, monster collection game. Um, wow! That uh, that I liked a lot. Well, the, they're going to have a quasi sequel. Uh, I guess hmm. it's a spiritual successor uh, coming up soon called Ethermancer. And uh, of course, you take on the role of an Ethermancer, and you go through. Are you ready for it, Bert? Are you ready? I'm ready. Absolutely. Turn-based battles against creatures and bosses. Whoa. Oh. That's your cup of tea all day. You haven't loved Final Fantasy since they went away from the menus. Uh, I know, I know, <laughs> and it's coming back. Uh, it's looking for oh, a dude. PC and launch. Uh, Mortal, have you played the last Final Fantasy? I'm playing 14 right now. Uh, so does does the MMO count? Because I played Final Fantasy's not an MMO. Even the the first <laughs> MMO 11 didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I played that one for a while too. Yeah, I played uh I guess the later 15. ones 11, 12. I did not, but I did see somebody who played was it 15 or 13? The one that was basically a linear story and you couldn't do anything that was fun. Um yeah, I watched that one be played and I was like, "Ah, that's that's a miss for me." You know, Bert and I diverge on our opinion here because okay. Uh, I think it ceased to be Final Fantasy. It's now just any other yeah. action RPG, right? Because yeah. I need my menu. Now, Bert loved it, right? Bert? My right. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with you entirely. My, what makes Final Fantasy, to me, is those, like, 75 hours of side quests if you're a completionist. Like, Final Fantasy fifteen had, you know, fishing holes and and, you know, upgrading your car and all kinds of are you serious? Interesting things you could do outside of the main story. Yeah, but you're still playing an action RPG. That's great. Yeah. You're playing an open world action RPG. You're not okay. playing Final Fantasy. You mean like the real time battle? Oh, real real time battles, uh, combos. I, come on, come on. <laughs> That's not Final Fantasy. It's true. Eleven had combos. I remember weapon combos. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I'll disagree. Agree with you all all day long, Ryan. I was I, a, I, I still think it was Final Fantasy, I and I still loved it. I know <laughs> you're wrong, but I know. Um, <laughs> probably looking at a pre-beta product. They only have an announcement trailer, trailer, yeah. And I think it's ambitious to say that they're going to crank it out this year, but we'll see. Uh, Monster Sanctuary was no frills, very quasi sixteen bit side scroller. But then all of a sudden, yeah. you were, you know, in menu based combat with your monsters that you collected out of Pokemon. So it was, uh, it was bizarre. It was Metroid Pokemon, and and I liked it. Um, Metroidvania Pokemon. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see what they come up with now. This does from what they released, right? Um, it, it does have a more traditional like top-down, linked-to-the-past-ish look to it. Um, yeah. I, I The only other thing that they announced, which kind of rubs my rhubarb, is that <laughs> there is permadeath. Uh, if your monsters die, they're dead forever. So oh. um, that hurts, but but we'll see. Ethermancer, nah, it's on the radar. <laughs> Imagine if you could kill Pikachu in Pokemon. Oh, poor kids would be crying across the country. <laughs> Only in the cartoon. Only in the cartoon. <laughs> oh, Pikachu. Mm, all right. Oh, that's all right. Bert, you, sh you shop at Aldi. You're an Aldi shopper, right? 
Occasionally. Oh. I, uh, I'm more of a bargain shopper. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Aaron, are you a, a fan of Aldi for your grocery needs? Sure. Well, I, I don't. There's not really an Aldi that's convenient for us. Yeah. But um, they have marshmallow bunnies and chicks now being sold in a bag. Like, they're their version of peeps right okay uh the problem is they look just like a cock and balls and do not resemble (laughs) a a peep at all uh i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw this image into the chat uh aaron you're probably not gonna be able to see it um uh, i don't need to see some cock and balls <laughs> Aaron, let me really quickly direct message you this penis. Um, Bert, Marshmallow. Bird, I, th- I threw it in there. And, and because I said it, I am going to DM it to, <laughs> to Immortal here. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, now I have to look at you're it. You're going to have to look at it. Um, yeah, Bert, if you see these, just for the novelty value, you have to buy me a bag of them. And I mean the marshmallow quality, the way that they look, they almost look like circus peanuts. If you remember those, <laughs> <laughs> I I loved circus peanuts. Uh, looks like he's had a wild night. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like got this multicolor swirl effect. It's got mm-hmm. some sort of STD. Hey, yeah. STD check. One yeah. of our sponsors. Um, <laughs> He'll be peeing sideways in the morning. Sh- yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give Aldi credit though. Uh, when it was brought to their attention, because we weren't the only ones that hopped on this. Uh, the ladies on Twitter saw this in an Aldi and took a picture of it, as did lots of other people. And uh, they actually um, responded to the first person that got it out on Twitter. Yeah. And their response was, we can't even defend this one. That's it. <laughs> so, so good on Aldi. Um, yeah. Check Got out me. the the Nerd Cognito Twitter if you want to see the picture of the very festive peni and balls um, <laughs> at nerdcognito.com. The the ladies on Twitter. This was this was one of their finds, Bert. So yeah, yeah I mean it's uh yeah, I mean like I said, that's unfortunate. Somebody at Quality Check was asleep when they developed this product. <laughs> I mean that is it's impressive girth. I'll give him that. <laughs> and that's what counts according to the ladies. So um yeah. Whew, I don't know. I just got really raspy really quick here. I'm gonna get a slur. <laughs> All right. Um Well, the outrage carousel in the Twitter sphere for tabletop role playing is coming around again, Bert. Cool. All right. What are, what is the outrage about this time, Ryan? Well, you, did you know that you, my friend, are a shit DM if anyone dies at your table as a player character? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No, no. I mean, re- actions have consequences. Sometimes oh, characters no, no, no. get themselves killed. No, 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 Bert. No one should die at your table because you are inflicting catastrophic emotional damage Hell yeah. on Good. that player. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Immortal. Emotional damage. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I guess I'm that guy because uh, if I kill you, well, I mean, I win. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about winning. It's about when you, look my tiefling bard that works at Target in the Starbucks in the front that might be transgender has to feel good about his hero's journey. Oh, oh, uh, it's it's bad. Uh, no, I've I've gotten really good at the Sparkle Troll voice over the years. So. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. What? What? I haven't picked on them for at least, what, one, two, three hours? Minutes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I played in a lot of games, and sometimes you yep. want to keep that, you know, lighthearted feeling. You know, sometimes you play a comedy game or something like that, and something, you know, uh, you know, so a dark theme like you know, character dying and things don't figure into yeah. it. You know, I played in some cartoon-based games and things like that, but 
you know, actions have consequences. If, if your characters go off the rails, then they have to be prepared to deal with what they get. The article yeah. in question said that there needs to be, as an example, and I'm not making this up, they cited this as, as an example, if your character accidentally goes swimming in lava, <laughs> there needs to be a mechanic so that that character does not die. <laughs> lava. Yeah. Yeah. Gollum would have loved that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're not, you're not going to take that character to the burn ward and they're going to be okay. That's, you know, th There's they're basically There's nothing left, yeah. right. Well, first of all, I like to set examples, too. And my examples is uh, you may die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people I'll say die. this. So I have a story. Uh, this happened. Uh, I was. It was my character. Uh, I was. I think it was a gnome artificer and uh it's been a couple of years but we were doing some kind of an investigation and my character uh finds an envelope and me as a player i'm like oh shit this is a trap i know this is a trap but my dude wouldn't have known it was a trap so i opened it i'm like i'm gonna fucking die aren't i, I opened the damn thing and it was explosive runes or some shit and yeah i my character my beautiful gnome artificer smoked right there and uh, we all knew it was coming. Like, like, yeah, the DM was like, you even said you were going to die. You know, it's like, but that's what my character was going to do. You know, I can't, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't, I didn't know for sure I was going to get smoked. So, I mean, he was going to open the letter and read it. And uh, yeah, his whole apartment got obliterated. And look how vividly you remember that versus remember it, yeah. if he were just to open the letter and nothing happened. But not only that, but I also, uh, the character that I created to replace him was even more fun because he was like um, like a 20s gumshoe detective noir where uh, one of his quirks was he would like go into one of those m under a streetlight monologues. Everybody <laughs> loved it. Everybody loved it. It was a hit, uh, and it was like a thing I ran with. It was it was super fun. So having a palate cleanse really worked out. And the character <laughs> that I think was my most favorite character ever met an untimely end earlier in the campaign that I wanted to, you know? Uh, it's yeah. just one of those things, that, because like you said, actions have consequences, and yeah. if you remove any sort of threat then the game's meaningless. We might as well just be doing improv with, you know, yeah. whatever. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I have my, my seven year old, uh, and, and my, um, one of the guys at my table has a seven year old. They, they, he brings them over and they play and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, the characters, the little toys they're playing with. They don't die very often. You know, I, I like, uh, characters in, in my imagination game where they die, where I could die, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. I don't need a safe space. You know? <laughs> and, and neither do the kids because I, you yeah. know, uh, if, and when, which will be never because I don't allow children at my table. Um, even yeah. my own, uh, my daughter, who's now an adult was salivating to play with us and oh yeah and it was just a no it was look i i yeah. support it i will get you books i will help you find a group but it my group is not the place for you and yeah. um you know if if my little dude who's who's you know six wants to play uh, i'll f help him find a group but not yeah. at my particular table but i also would expect that if he does something boneheaded that that dm's gonna off the character so yeah. um i mean that's the whole point is that is the risk in fact i carry that throughout my uh the comic you know you don't know uh, you know not everybody's gonna live to the end so uh, because that's a part of the game is that it's a game of survival. It's a war game. It's a strategy game and a game of survival where you make the wrong choice. Bye. Right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I hope you can, you know, I, I hope you are carrying around a beautiful earring to pay for your funeral. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, I, I just, you know, they've done things like this before in the same vein. Oh, we yeah. need to remove combat from the game. Wh whatever. It's just... And you're just doing improv <laughs> acting, you know, like theater class. Right. It's like, and and um... that's fine. As someone that did improv 
yeah. it, it, like legitimately at the local theater and at the community theater, uh, yeah. that's fine. But go do fucking improv. Don't bring it to my table. Um, right. I, I'm, you know, the world is not critical role, and and that's a good yeah. thing. So yeah, I'm not a voice actor. Not uh, in, in fact, if anybody's listening, I would love to be a voice actor. So if you are hiring, <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I yeah, we're not sitting around, you know, trying to push our career as voice actors, you know, or in the celebrity world or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not the same. Like although at my table we do have scenes, I do like having scenes that progress plot points or whatever. Uh, or even sometimes if combat, uh, if it's cool and somebody is like doing some badass speech or, you know, ability or whatever, yeah, go for it, you know, um, ham it up, do whatever you think is cool for the scene. But, um, that's not the whole point of it, you know? Right. No, we like uh, rolling dice and gambling too. It's, it's the total package and you're eliminating a piece of that package. Um, right. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Last in the news, I, I had a list, Bert. Do we really want to do a list? <laughs> well, I mean, it's the news. We're already being tortured. Uh, Why not? How much we love you, lists. It's, it's, you started this. It's, it's not a great list. It's, it's a list of the smartest villains in movie history. And... Hmm. and some of them, not so smart, you know? Um... <laughs> I'm going to pick out some. There's some that I don't even know why they're on the list. I don't even know who okay. these people are in, uh, for some of these. And I'm not a stranger to pop culture by any means. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Kramer, Jigsaw. Uh, okay. 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 But really, if you get beyond the first movie, he was kitschy, right? I mean... Mm. You know, I would I would call him more a mechanically inclined villain than I would a genius. Right. I don't know. Eh, okay. Hans Gruber, mm-hmm. Die Hard. How smart was he? He's dead. Uh, would not call him a genius. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that that one failed. That plan failed. He died. I mean, not, yep. not exactly the smartest action there. He might have had a decent plan. He might have had good leadership. But his plan wasn't genius either. Like he didn't do anything that was out of the ordinary. You had a, a safe cracker uh, who was like a tech guy, right? You had a whole bunch of thugs, and then you um, you made a scene. You took hostages, so you're putting people in danger. Like not the smartest plan. <laughs> no, no. Gruber, I, I like Gruber as a villain, yeah. but I yeah. don't consider him to be a intelligent villain. You know, no. uh, nope. Voldemort, Harry Potter. Okay, I'm, sorry. I'm not. I'm I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. I don't think Voldemort is very smart. So uh, I don't know. Sorry to offend everybody, but uh, yeah, Voldemort. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, you were beaten by a bunch of kids. All right, I'm sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> it's the same old fantasy trope about you know a villain seeking immortality. You know, the, yeah. the Voldemort thing has been done to death. I mean, there were a few twists on it, but it basically was a villain trying to. Trying to seek immortality. Yeah. Uh, next up, Joker from Batman. I, I don't know which Joker. There are a lot of different Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, Nicholson's Joker is probably the closest thing to what I would consider the smartest Joker. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I will say that uh, the Dark Knight, he, that Joker was pretty smart too, but. Because he did the old, uh, what is it, the prisoner? Um, yep, yep. Pr- yeah, the prisoner dichotomy or whatever, or paradox, right? So that was pretty smart. Uh, and he knew that, you know, Batman can't kill him. You know, that was pretty smart. But uh, I think that the first Joker, he's like a chemist, you know, and he's like putting all these products, uh, poisons, you know, separately don't do anything right, but combined they kill you in this horrific way and make you smile devilishly. <laughs> well, yeah, they get a load of me. Yeah, that's uh, fucking smart, dude. It's pretty cool. But you know, again, it's it's benign. It's it's talking about Joker as a whole, and in the yeah. article specifically, I'm not getting into each one, right? But they yeah. they do the whole song and dance, and they go through all the Jokers. Yeah. Well, what about Caesar Romero? Right, his Joker, mm-hmm. not not a brain trust so <laughs> no no more, more uh, a com- comedic foil and i yeah. love caesar romero and i love that yes. joker too i'm not yes. shitting on 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 caesar or his mustache but he's not leading a think tank right 
Uh, Hans Landa, another Hans in Glorious Bastards. Eh, he's an, he's an evil Nazi. I don't remember. I only saw it once. I wasn't impressed. So I'm sorry, anybody who loves that movie, because <laughs> they're serious fans, but I, I don't know. Oh, there are people whole, that are all in on that movie, and I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. So that's fine. I love Django Unchained, so I, I will talk about that movie all day. I think Django Where, was think a better Django movie. Yeah, whereas I can't get into Inglorious Bastards. Next up, I don't know because I've completely ignored this entire fandom and the films. Uh, yeah. Thanos from the cinematic universe of Marvel. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. Talk to me, Bert. You, I, you know I've not seen it, and I won't see it. Right. I mean, Thanos, insane, yes. Megalomaniac, yes. Had a, had a plan for wiping out half the life in the universe, you know, knew what he needed to get it done, but that doesn't make him a genius, you know? No, no but I will say with Thanos, you know, I think a lot of people want to say he's smart because, like, to them, they they are okay with the idea of half of, you know, humanity being smoked so that there's resources for the rest of us. But uh, that's a real nihilistic, anti-human approach. <laughs> right, yeah, especially since, you know, the... Uh, you know, eliminating people, you know, we, we ran into, you know, basic stuff with the pandemic where, you know, how bad are supply chain issues and things like yeah. that going to get like distribution issues? It's not, yeah. it's not the solution that people seem to think it is. No, it's really not. Not only that, but like the half that you, sm that you annihilate, that you remove, um, you don't, you know, if you're indiscriminate, you don't even know who is being removed. Like the next, you know, Tesla could be gone, you know, or the next one that tells us what the fuck Tesla was talking about could be gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so, or the next, uh, you know, brilliant, uh, person who starts the, the best way to farm, you know, and we don't need giant corporate farms or whatever, just some new, you know, idea, uh, or way of being that they started. You never know who you're, uh, who you're smoking out, you know? So. I, I, I don't know, because the, the, the last Marvel movie that I saw was the original Iron Man. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm 100% wow. I'm, I'm serious. I never was a Marvel guy, and, yeah. you know, I saw, like, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man before it was, yeah. like, a whole sequence of movies. I saw the first Iron Man, and then... There was this idea, this germ of an idea that they were going to treat the films, you know, they're going to all put them in the same universe. Okay, fine. But then there was the, I have to do my homework, and if I miss a movie or if I miss this after credit uh -oh. scene, I'm not going to know what's going on. And I said, ah, I'm not that invested in Marvel. I'm out. So yeah. I, I, I own it proudly, um, that, and never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's a big letdown on the end. You well, that's what I understand. <laughs> you didn't miss a lot in, in the actually, <laughs> unfortunately. The last two I go back and forth with because I would actually consider these two to be quote smart villains. Um, I don't know what order I'm going to take them in. Uh, a okay. or B, Bert? B. B is John Doe from Seven. Hmm. Now, this I can get behind as being a smart villain, right? Yeah. He used, it was his whole plan. Right. It, it is 100% from start to finish, meticulous everything. planning yep. and execution of yep. everything from acquiring the victims to killing the victims to yep. posing the victims. Um, right. And he planned for every eventuality. I mean, yeah. he totally could have got he away with it if he if that was his goal. Yeah. And and part of the the genius of the character was that it wasn't his goal to get away with it, right? Right. So what's in the box? Oh God, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh the the other one at the top of the list is the good doctor, Hannibal Lecter. So hmm. um, wait a minute. Really? Lecter? Lecter? That's their number one? Uh, Lecter was actually their number two. John Doe was their number one. Okay. Um, hmm. I think they're interchangeable because, and there's a soft spot in my heart for Lecter, just because Lecter as a character 
was steeped in rhetoric. So for me, that that's like tickling the cockles of my cold black heart because <laughs> rhetoric is my thing. I I, I do nice. that. Um, yeah. But if you think about him, you know, he was able to psychologically pick apart every single human that was placed in front of him. And you still mm. don't know whether at the conclusion of Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal or any of the other versions of him, yeah, whether he really lost the battle. So, um, hmm. horrifying manipulator that even in defeat, you have to question, was it a defeat? So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, I admire... I admire Hannibal Lecter, but fair enough. That's a good argument. <laughs> Someone's going to clip that out, and it's going to show up on Twitter as a <laughs> listen to Ryan. He admires Hannibal Lecter. Uh, <laughs> it, it, no, it, you laugh, yeah. Aaron, it'll happen. <laughs> Not a good look, Ryan. Not a good look. <laughs> oh shit! But that, my friends, <laughs> is the news well, for the wait, right, but wait a second. Uh, they okay. skip over Osmandius from Watchmen. Are you? fucking serious yeah well, not it's on the a, list not one of the ones that i skipped either there were some that i skipped that were just terrible i mean how is <laughs> okay fair okay fine but that's but, how we're gonna play it but that one <laughs> but no he, he that was not on the list like i i skipped over vincent from collateral yeah oh i don't yeah. remember that very well but come on osmandis he's like he explained he monologues right and then he's like oh no i did that like 35 minutes ago like <laughs> all right never mind i that, mean just it's a great bad guy the film did not stick the landing because they skipped over his backstory and the actor looked like trash in the suit but uh the 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 comic is great that's one of the best i mean the bad guy is one of the best parts of that damn thing yeah did, so. did not make the list the the other ones that i skipped just because people are now going to write in um verbal kent from the usual suspects uh, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Guys are so sad. Okay. And and Tom Ripley from the talented Mr. Ripley. Mm, uh, I don't remember it. Yeah. The, I remember the I remember the movie, but I don't remember the movie. Yeah, and and that's the thing you don't remember. So yeah. how great and how smart of a villain was, was that? It, well, yeah, because he was supposed to just be like a mimicky kind of narcissist, right? Right. Like he just mimicked another guy and then took his tried to take his place. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, the pop media once again. I don't know. It's like a C plus list. <laughs> it's not yeah. as bad as some of the other lists that that we've seen. <laughs> this is not a BuzzFeed list. You're fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no BuzzFeed list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last segment. Um, Mortal. I don't know if you want to stick around. We uh, had a chance to take a board game. Yeah. Off the shelf of shame this week, mm -hmm. and we um, went through, and we're going to run down and review the lost ruins of Arnak. So you're welcome to All stay. Right. I, I don't know yeah. if, if you want to sit mind, through. I'll hang out. Yeah. No. no. Bert, you almost yeah, won lost ruins of Arnak this week. Yeah, it came down to the tiebreaker. It I tied did. with Dan, and then they had they had a tiebreaker built into the rule book, so he beat me. I a, got. Smoked, but to to be fair and in my defense, physically my body tapped out about halfway through the game, and I'm pretty sure that that affected what I was doing. So. <laughs> How long uh, is the average play time on it? Uh, the box time on it. Well, we'll go through the whole rundown, right? Box okay. time on it is 30 minutes per player. I would put that more towards 45 minutes, unless you have a fully seasoned group, right? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, it was first time for three of us. I it took a while to get used to the rules and figure everything out. So it was about what about a three hour play? About time? a three hour play time. Uh, not, it's not a, it's an interesting hybrid deck building slash worker placement game where oh. you manage resources and manipulate your hand to hey gain points. Uh, it's all point salad at the end of the game. Um, right. I, I, yeah. I would have said that it's more point salad even during the game with the, uh, I mean, you have the deck building element, but then the worker placement. And then also that sort of the research track for that sort of side, um, you know, the, the, it's almost like a, 
almost like an aside that can score you additional points as well. So Right. And when I went into the game, I was looking at it and I said, well, you know, if this is a truly thought out and and thoughtfully crafted game, and I'm not saying that it's not, right? Yeah. Uh, then it doesn't matter where you get your points because there should be an even distribution. Over the play, it was obvious that there was still a central element that you had to do. And, and mm. then the rest of the game sort of came out in the wash. So, um, Bert, what did you think? Uh, in in Arnak, you know, you, you have the deck building elements and it's standard mm-hmm. deck building fare. Um, you're buying cards and replacing weaker cards or negative cards in your hand. And then okay. the interesting thing is that hand then empowers your worker placement elements to do different things or collect different resources. So right, basically each card has two ways that it can be played. It can be played for the effect on the card or it can be played for a mode of travel. Like some of them will have like, cars or planes or boats so you can actually play the card to move your worker play worker to a location or you can play the card for the effect on the card which might be draw more cards or get a certain resource or whatever the effect that is listed on the card yeah now we did play with full boat which was four um and that's typically limits opportunity with any good worker placement game uh i didn't necessarily feel the crunch like i do with some other games it seemed like there was always more than one way to get the resource that i needed um but then again i came in last place so what do i know (laughs) um what's the theme what's the overall aesthetic and theme? you are effectively indiana jones uh exploring an uncharted island so uh, oh, that's fun! Yeah, it, yeah. So you're all archaeologists. You're, it has a you know a ruin exploration mechanic where you find sites and you get resources for them, but then you have to face a guardian at those sites. Th- there are that. monsters that 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 are mm-hmm. guarding certain sites. Um, Whoa! The, so it, it's interesting. Like I said, there's so many different ways that you can accumulate points. You can accumulate points by buying better cards. You can accumulate points by uh, defeating guardians. You can acquire points by exploring different sites. And those are all fairly even weight. But there is a research track, and that is a little stronger and pulls a lot of swing when it comes to points at the end of the game. Going into it, I assumed that all paths were equal just from what I know from playing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of board games, uh, especially worker placements. And and that is not the case. So where I did not focus my attention bit me in the ass because that research track was where the money is in end game. Bert, you did hit the research track. I did. Um, You know, and, and, there are two kind of main reasons that I did the research track as you progress gets you research assistance, which can give you bonuses when you're exploring, like they can be used for certain resources or help your travel or they yeah. have different effects. So I wanted those research assistants. The other yeah. thing that, that came in really handy is if you actually get to the end of the research track and complete it. Um, when you got to the top of the research track, you, it was worth the first person to get there, I think, got 21 23, points. Po- 21 points. Yep. Oh, but, yeah. that sounds like so, a lot. And, and what that is defeating a guardian, just as an example, is worth mm. five points. So okay. getting 20 points, you know, if you can get to the research track, is so and focus on that and on purchasing rather mm. than defeating guardians and exploring. Yeah. And I think. If you aren't aware that that swing is in it, uh, it, it, it can influence the game. Overall, right. uh, easy to learn. Uh, lots of choices. You were never limited. Uh, Mortal, I'm sorry, you, you were going to chime in? Oh, I was just going to say, it sounds like a... Um Sounds like a real to life. You're an archaeologist. Yeah, you got to get your grant money. 
through doing your research papers. And uh, that's how you progress through your career. And then all the other side stuff is not really as important. Is that, is that similar? Uh, it, <laughs> you got to hide the giant bones in the Smithsonian, right? And then you get your grant money. Right. And, and, and I think that that's, that's, that's accurate too, because, you know, this track that represents as far as board real estate, maybe yeah. 20%. And all of the other stuff is so cool, but you have to do that research stuff first so you get that funding no you hit the nail right on the head um, <laughs> components were decent not uh anything to write home about but certainly I, w- I would call them above average wouldn't you bert yeah i absolutely would um you know i also thought that um the um purchase system i thought was really great um in that basic items were you know where you just work them into your deck and use them. But if you got something that was more powerful, you had to actually spend resources to use it. So somebody didn't just get a lucky card and run away with the game. Right. Mm. No, I I agree. And I thought it was interesting that uh, sort of like basic items, I'll use your term, Bert, uh, were purchased with the in-game currency, whereas the artifacts, which were the the bigger, beefier items that everybody wants, were actually purchased with exploration points, which was just a Mm. secondary whether you want to call it resource or currency, it sort of flip-flopped between the two depending on what you were using it for. All in all, I thought it was uh, pretty decent. So uh, what do you say, Bert? Buy it, play it, or head for the hills? Considering the second time playing it, and I've, I've enjoyed it both times, I can see it appealing to sort of a wide variety of people, people who like yeah. point salads games, people who are in, who like the theme, people who are strategic players. I would probably go with buy it as my rating. All right. Yeah. I am not head for the hills, and I very much recognize that physically and mentally I was having a challenging day, which compromised me and my enjoyment of the game. So I am going to say it is at least a play, if not a buy, but I'm not going to, you know, lay my cards on the table for this one at this point, too, just because I know I was having a shitty day. So um, I, I don't want to come down unfairly everyone consensus from the group really enjoyed the game and uh, i didn't i did not have a poor experience playing the game i had a poor experience in life that day so uh ryan is abstaining today but with a vote in the positive direction so uh there you have it the lost ruins of arnak uh it is Cheap, 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 cheap right now. I saw it on the big bad Amazon for under 40 bucks. Uh, oh, so, that's worth it at, for sure. Yeah, I, I went to look it up. I saw that it was under 40 bucks. I actually, you know, it's not often we post like product links on Twitter. Right, I yeah. actually told the, the ladies to throw up an affiliate link for it because um, it was a steal for for 39.99 so oh yeah you can't beat that i might have to get an i might have to get a copy for my nephew pass the savings along hopefully that price preserves uh but lost ruins of arnak uh definitely check it out Uh, now wait a second is there a section of the game where you can bribe local warlords or is that not a thing (laughs) no no, no, that's not a thing (laughs) oh okay stop eating my sesame cake Uh, well, that is it for us today. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for sitting in with us. I mean, it was a fun time. No, you, as I say to all of the people that I like, <laughs> you have an open, open invitation, my friend. Anytime you, you want to pop on and, and sit in, uh, feel free. Plus, you know, when Bert uh, is not able to attend, see, see Bert, I'm blaming you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happened once, so I mean, it could so happen twice, again. Yeah. twice, yeah. twice. Eric, oh. Eric, Eric had to pick up the the paces for you twice, but now, <laughs> now I'm officially going to call on Aaron too. If I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm open, we've got to keep in touch. Uh, you know, like the community, the fantasy community, the tabletop guys, the comics, the books. Uh, there's just a lot of indie guys that are kind of, I think they're looking for a life raft or like a, you know, a tent to at least stand under when it's raining or whatever. So like, you know, I'm offering that umbrella and saying, Hey, come, 
come hang out. Everything that I do is uh, aimed to help out the indie community. So uh, that, that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah, no, when they're starving, you're throwing them some Aldi's bunnies and chicks. So, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> look like penises. That's fine. <laughs> uh, well, you're- I. I don't have anything else, Bert. Anything else you're bringing to the table tonight? No, no, I think I'm good. Well, then I guess uh, we're going to do the stuff that we do at the end of the show, reminding you to, of course, follow the ladies that are running the NerdCognito Twitter account, at NerdCognito. You can follow me at I Hate Ryan David. You could follow Immortal at ImmortalRising1. And you can't follow Bert because he's smart and stays off of social media. (laughs) (laughs) Good for the brain. It's Uh good for the brain. Everybody else, uh, if you're not already subscribed, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on the podcast provider that you're listening to us on right now. Could be Google, could be Apple, could be Spotify, could be iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Oh, gosh, there's such a big list. It doesn't matter. You're listening to us on one of them now. Hit that subscribe button. Also, hey, I'm going to put it out there again, and I don't often ask this, but go out there and throw us some positive reviews. Uh, We had some sparkly review bombs that dropped on us about three weeks ago and we don't want that horrible horrible toxicity to to be preserved Oh, you said sparkly review bombs. Oh. My bad. I wasn't picking up what you were the lingo. That, I got you. Now. That's yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't hit the button. Yeah, they came out in force and said, you know, fuck this guy. We're, we're gonna. <laughs> so well, uh, let me give you a hug and and, and apologize. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's okay. Fuck your hug. <laughs> <laughs> but I have boobs. Uh, well, so do I. <laughs> and if I push both of mine together, I've got a really big one. So. <laughs> Ah, shit. Go give us a five-star review. That's the appropriate number. And uh, make sure that you're subscribed. Other than that, I've got nothing else left in the tank. Uh, I want to thank Immortal Rising for sitting in for the whole show. Holy cow. First guest to do that. Yeah. Uh, You guys are a good time. It's fun. Usually folks head for Z Hills after their segment. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week my name is Ryan David I was joined by Burke and we will talk at you next week see you guys be safe out there everybody